All Sogner Meats brings you an opportunity to get all your meat-related questions answered by Spence Worth, the meat dude. You can text those in to 35270, or you can call us at 237-5948. Spencer, my man, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, this week is seemingly flying by, so I'm not complaining one bit over here. Uh, I got a couple of things, uh, questions already in for you, uh, but I do want to let people know because the cat's kind of out of the bag. All Soccer Meets that, uh, that sponsors this segment, we're counting down the days to their grand opening, and Afternoons Live will be live there when those doors open. But I want to let people know that they are looking to hire meat cutters over there, and I know that is something that you know a lot about. So tell me about what that entails, about a meat cutter. Uh, you know, I, I can't a hundred percent speak for uh, what all soggers are looking for, but, uh, most of the time meat cutter is defined as someone who's taking already packaged, long, uh, portions of meat, cutting it into retail specifications. So you're taking, let's say a rib roll, cutting it down into steaks. Uh, you're focusing on presentation, uh, marketability, things like that. And, uh, knowing Josh and his, his uh, awesome new facility, which I uh, I haven't been into yet, but I hope next time in Fargo, I'm definitely going to be texting him and uh, trying to get in there to see it. But uh, um, yeah, that's kind of what a meat cutter is. You're uh, not necessarily involved with slaughter. You're not necessarily involved with carcass fabrication, but most of the time, the term meat cutter is just uh, the, the the end guy, the the last step before it hits the consumer. Very good. Well, if you are interested in anything remotely close to that description, I. Uh... Check them out, All Slogger Meats, uh, down on Veterans here in Fargo is where they're looking to hire. And, again, we're counting down the days for that grand opening coming up in just a short amount of time. We'll tell you more details in the days ahead here. I got questions for you. Spence, I hope you got answers. 35270. Tyler, question for the meat dude. How much waste is there when trimming out a filet mignon loin? There's actually there's actually a lot, and and if and if we talk about buying like a, a packer tenderloin, um, meaning like what the the big guys how they um, trim, package, ship to a retailer per se, uh, the yield of a tenderloin into actual like uh, fillets is only like thirty percent of the total weight uh, because the tenderloin only has a nice center section that's cut into really nice steaks that it has a butt section and a tail section, both of which you can still cut steaks out of, but they're not going to be um, the perfect filet mignon that you're picturing in your head. There's only a small little portion of the tenderloin that goes into that. So it's actually only about 30% of the whole tenderloin is a true filet mignon. Now, that's not to say that you can't utilize the rest of it in some means or another, but uh, a really nice steak, only about 30% of the whole tenderloin. All right. 35270. Uh, apparently, Beef Wellington's on people's minds. I've got uh, two or three different texts about Beef Wellington uh, from different numbers here, and uh, I'll read this one. That's a little bit more detailed. What is so special about Beef Wellington? Somebody else goes, what is Beef Wellington? So take it any way uh, which you want to. Yeah, well... Um, I've never cooked this dish before uh, because of that that text that said what's so special about beef Wellington. Mm-hmm. I've I've definitely had that same exact thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but beef Wellington is tenderloin, 
usually wrapped in like a like mushroom, some kind of mushroom concoction, and then there's a bread around the outside of it, and then it's cooked to a medium rare, and you slice it into steak portion sizes once it's cooked, and that's beef Wellington. Uh, I think Gordon Ramsay, that famous chef, I think that's his name, he's made that pretty uh, popular across the world, probably, this beef Wellington dish. Um, I think it's very difficult to make. I think you know, it's it's not something that you're just going to be able to, you know what, I'm going to make beef Wellington this weekend and, and knock it out of the park type scenario. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's so special about it, but it, 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 the dish intrigues me, but not enough for me to try to make it at home. Gordon Ramsay, huh? He's the guy that uh, put this on the map recently? I think so. Was he I cussing so. people out before, during, yeah, and after you know, this whole thing? Yeah, that's kind of his calling card, ain't uh, it? <laughs> yeah, he seems to... <laughs> Uh, have a wide vocabulary of insults. So I suppose find a way to make it interesting uh, as you're watching that. Well, we don't have an answer. And if somebody has done Beef Wellington, wants to let us know at 237-5948, this microphone is yours. Let us know. Uh, you ever done venison ribs? I uh, I had a friend that shared a photo of that. Uh, I've never done it. I've never even considered doing venison ribs uh, when I've actually been able to harvest a deer. Have you? No. Okay. Would I, you? I stay away from venison ribs. No. No. Why not? Uh, you know, we, 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 uh, we talk venison on this show every once in a while, and I, and I hope you recall my, uh, my opinion on venison, and that is it should be made into sausage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of, of venison in and of itself, and venison fat also has a very strong unique flavor we'll call it uh which there is going to be some of that with the ribs so um not for me um but cooking a rack of ribs is is essentially the same no matter what animal you're dealing with it's just the size the weight the time that it takes to get them collagen and, and everything to tenderize to to come off the bone so I should tell him, don't be stupid. Don't ever try this again. <laughs> I didn't get a no, chance no, no, to ask no, no. him about uh, the outcome, what if the product is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm all for people. You know, that's, <laughs> the, that's what I always say on the show is try something new. Don't be afraid to. But I, I know that I don't like venison. Um, but that's not to say somebody else doesn't really enjoy venison ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll have to uh, uh, circle back. As the business yeah. lingo goes uh, with them and saying, well, how'd it turn out? Because you know how this goes. You've seen it. When uh, uh, somebody's, like, at a restaurant or if they just made this dish, they always take that photo before the plating. They want everybody to know what they were able to do. But you never really get how the dish was. It's all about yeah. the presentation. I want to know how it turned out. Yeah. And they might think it's really good, and then, you know, somebody else sitting right next to them might think it's not good. So. Yeah, I don't know. Three five two. It's all relative. It's all about the taste buds. It's about what you prefer. Three five two seven zero. I would say this is a judgment free zone, but regular listener listeners know that's not it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question comes in: How long is too long in the freezer? Depends on how it's packaged. Um, if it's paper wrapped, six months. If it's vacuum sealed and it got a good seal and there's no signs of 
any air and oxygen getting into that package, man, I got stuff in my freezer for two years God. that I'm still go- that I'm still going to eat. Um, but it, what it really comes down to is how it's packaged, how well that seal held if it's vacuum packaged, um, keeping oxygen out, keeping freezer burn away from it. Uh, meat will last a really long time, frozen solid. So uh, you may have said it. I was reading somebody's comments about venison ribs in here, uh, so I apologize if you said it and I miss it. What uh, what's the deadline? Let's say it's vacuum sealed. There, you don't notice that there's any imperfections in the the packaging. That all of a sudden you look uh, a couple years down the road, you open up your chest freezer and you see uh, a date, a year that you had packaged that put it in. What's too far out for you? Is it beyond three years or what? No, I, I don't have a timeline. Okay. If it's if it if that vacuum package held and did did what it's supposed to, which is actually a lot harder than one would imagine to last for three years in the bottom of your deep freeze without busting open is, is a miracle in all reality. Um, I don't have a timeline. It, it, it all just depends on the, the, the product. Okay. Now to my customers, I tell them, you know, you should, you should eat this within a year, right? Vacuum package frozen, eat it within a year. Uh, everything's going to be just as good as it was, you know, three, four months ago. So, I want to get your reaction to this. I was asking you about venison ribs, and this comes in. Venison ribs are awesome, ground up and mixed with pork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, amen. Yeah. Uh, all right, that, that deserves a clap of, of that one. That, that was that's good. kind of tug-in-cheek. I enjoy that. Uh, Spence, again, All Soccer Meets is going to be opening up here in a couple of, uh, well, I shouldn't say a couple of uh, days because it's not. It's going to be uh, the countdown is on. Uh Anything else? What's going on out there that you want to get off your chest before I let you go on this Thursday afternoon? Um, nothing, not, nothing really. It's uh, same old, same old out here in New Salem. It's cold. There's snow. Um, I cut meat every day, and that's about it. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm glad not much has changed since last week or the week before or the month before. Or really, I guess, what have we been doing this for, like, five years now? Glad things yeah. are still chugging along. It's always a pleasure, my friend. You take care until next Thursday, all right? Sounds great. You too. Yeah, it's Spencer Worth, the meat dude. Every week, brought to you by Alls Auger Meats. Again, they're they're currently open in Audubon. You know that. We've been telling you about that for years now. Uh, The South University – no, not university. How did university come into my mind? How about South Veterans in Fargo? The clock is ticking. We're counting down the days to when those doors are open. They're getting the products ready for you. And you keep it locked in to Afternoons Live, and we'll tell you when. In fact, we'll be over there during that grand opening. Somebody called in. Did they want to talk Beef Wellington or not? Not at all? I'm talking your ear off back there. I thought maybe you were getting a good scoop on what Beef Wellington No, did. no, no. But I, I'm somewhat familiar with it. And Spencer hit it right. It, it's typically wrapped in a puff pastry is, yeah. is the is the outer shell of it. I've never and I had, think I think seen. it's a traditional British dish, right. and that's where Gordon Ramsay comes in and, and has that influence on yeah. modern culture. Yeah, interested until the whole mushroom situation. Yeah, so, so it's it's almost there? like a tapenade, if you know that that's olives, but it's mushroom. So it's like a mushroom paste, sort of. You cook I, it down with some wine and some other seasonings, and that me. coats the outside of the tenderloin roast, and then you put the puff pastry over the top of that. Have and you I had, think or that, do you just watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay? Uh, I have not had, uh, but I have seen a lot of preparations of it online and i think the difficulty is in getting the cook right i imagine yeah without like burning yeah either burning the the puff pastry or getting that medium yeah Yeah, okay uh 
not really intrigued. Uh, I'm with all of you saying, what's so special about this? I don't know. It's not something that I'm jumping up and down for joy to I, give I it a do shot. think that part of the idea behind the mushroom component of the dish is to introduce some fat back uh, into a tenderloin, which is a really, really lean, lean cut yeah. of meat. I suppose that would make sense, but there's just there's other ways I would imagine he could achieve. Two three seven five nine four eight. That's Lenny Studio Line. Adventure RV provides you a text opportunity at three five two seven zero. Get you some messages from all soccer meets when we come back. Uh, get your ideas if I have just a little bit of time about why House Republicans wouldn't take a win. I'm Tyler Axis. After News Live has just started right here at KFGO.